Hi, everybody. I'm Matt Lachlan. Welcome to our Devils podcast. Throwing a little video on top of the audio, and it's for a good reason. We are joined by two celebrated members of the 2000 Stanley Cup Championship squad, the captain, Scott Stevens, and Peter Secor. And gentlemen, thanks very much for giving us a few minutes of your time today. You're welcome. It's always fun to uh, go back to 2000. Peter, what does that championship mean to you? Well, you know, it was the uh, first uh, Stanley Cup that I won. Uh, you know, I was lucky enough to uh, make it to six Stanley Cup finals and uh, lucky enough to win one more with uh, the Penguins. But, you know, for me, when I look back, that was the best team I've ever been on. I think, uh, you know, for me personally, being on the line with uh, Patty and Arnie and having so much fun and, you know, having all of the guys, Marty in the net, both Scotties on the blue line and all that fun around and obviously Lou be, being behind the whole operation. Uh, for me, that was definitely the best time and most fun having playing hockey. Was it just because of the winning or was there something else about the team and, and that line, the, the A line that you were certainly a very important part of that, that made it fun? Yeah, I was, you know, we were winning, I think, uh, like four years in a row, we had 100 plus points. You know, playing with the good players, you know, being protected by Scotty. I actually feel humble sitting beside him here, you know, being protected. And, you know, I'm not just saying that, but, you know, every shift, the A-line will go out there and Scotty will go behind us. And that's basically no one's going to touch us. And, you know, just uh, stuff like that it really was fun. And then, you know, adding Alex Mogilny to play with Gomer and all of that little pieces. Then Pepe came in for the 2000 year. And, you know, all of that stuff, what Lou did and putting the team, to uh, team together was was uh, really, really so much fun, and for me, the most time I had playing hockey. Scott, you, you knew that that was part of your role to be the protector, not shut other teams down, but also be a protector. But when you hear a teammate like that express it the way Peter did, what does that mean to you? Oh, it's it's great. I mean, but that's what made us a team. And there's a lot of other guys that uh, we we were we were a team that could play anyway. We had the A line, but you know we had Dano, we had Whitey, uh, we had Bobby Leak, we had Claude, we had we had some tenacious guys, and we could really play any way you want to play. If you want to play physical and rough, we could play that way. You want to score goals and try to outscore us, we could play that with the A line with uh, Peter, uh, Patrick, and, and Jason. So uh, it's great. I mean, everyone did their job. Everyone did their role. Everybody was satisfied with their role and it was very important on this club and that's what made us successful and made us a team because we made sacrifices to, to help the hockey club and to reach the ultimate goal which we did. Just going to rewind the clock a little bit Peter too when you first joined the team your first round draft yeah. pick 18th overall you join a team that's won a Stanley Cup with a lot of strong personalities to say the least and very but hard strong. veteran players yeah. right what was it like for for a young kid to before you won the championship, just step into the lineup on a regular basis. You know, it was uh, 18 year old kid from Czech Republic. You know, even though I played the year before the IHL, still coming to the NHL, seeing, you know, the Stanley Cup winning team, Jacques Lemmer as the coach, all of the big stars as Scotty and, uh, you know, the other guys, Marty and that. So you come into the locker room and there's a high expectation from Lou, from everyone, from the coaching staff. And I remember that year was kind of tough, you know. For me personally, I was just happy to be there. But I remember we were fighting to make a playoff spot to the last game, to the last game. And, you know, there was a lot of pressure, but it was a really good 
learning experience for everyone. I think even for me, when I was thinking, wow, I'm 18, I got the Stanley Cup winning team, let's do it again. You know, I may bring home in the summer the cup, but it doesn't happen like that. So I think it was a good learning experience for everyone. For me personally, huge. And, you know, having other six years, you know, with that group and beyond the winning side of things was a great experience. Awesome. Everyone says the same thing. You think it's going to be easy, and it's not. It's not easy to be the best in this league, is it? No, I think that was one of the things I was trying to reiterate to the younger guys on our club in 2000. You know, this this is doesn't happen a lot to get to this point. You have to be a little bit lucky, so let's take advantage of that and make it happen and respect the moment and make sure we give it our best and do it. What do we have to do to win this series and, and win the Stanley Cup? And, you know, we had some great rookies. I mean, we were blessed to have uh, the wonderful rookies we had in 2000. Scotty Gomez, the Rookie of the Year, uh, had a fabulous year offensively. You know, John Madden, Colin White came up, then went, yep, yeah, uh, and then and Whitey joined the team late. Mm-hmm. Brian Rafalski, your partner, you know, Brian, when I see him, I'm going to kid him. He had the good fortune of making sure he had some pretty good partners in his career. You here and Nick Lidstrom in Detroit, yeah. not too bad partners to pick. But what made the combination of you two work so well? Well, Brian's a great player. You know, he made me a better player also as, as much as I helped him. He uh, was a great puck-moving defenseman for his size. He was fearless. We, we had a special chemistry. We knew exactly what each other was going to do on the ice, and uh, we were able to move the puck up the ice and defend very well. We, we roomed together, so we spent a lot of time together on and off the ice, and it was just a special bond, and he turned out to be a phenomenal player. Like I said earlier, he came to training camp. We weren't sure what we were going to get. He played every game, every exhibition game, and everyone was waiting for the wheels to fall off. He just got better and better as the training camp went on and made the team and, and was my partner for many years after and a, a big part of our success. What were you guys like as roommates? Uh, quiet, who controlled the TV? Totally different. I controlled the TV because <laughs> and, and I was a crazy guy. I liked to watch hockey. Ralphie wanted to get away from hockey. He didn't want anything to do with it, so he would probably read or go out for a bit while I was watching hockey games because he didn't want to watch hockey. So we were a bit of the odd couple, but uh, it worked out well. It's amazing. Some people are watching this going, roommates, because now the guys don't have roommates. Uh, is that something that maybe that's missing uh, in hockey? What did you take out of having a roommate? Well, it was just nice to have someone else there and scheduling and, you know, to talk to. Uh, sometimes I think it'd be a little lonely by yourself. Uh, as I got older, on the team, when we did have a single room, I was given that single room. I have to say it was kind of nice once in a while to have your own room. But uh, it was nice to have someone else there to make sure you're up and just make sure you're on time and and to talk to talk hockey. So it, it wasn't a bad thing. I, I still think it's a good thing and, and good for especially younger players to have someone else around them and mentor them. And uh, it's uh, it's good for the camaraderie in the room, I, I believe. Peter, who, who, who was your roommate in 2000? Patty, Patty, of, of course, course. Patty. Two, two Czech yeah. guys were going to get, yeah, get yeah. together. What was that combination like? Yeah, no, that was great. We had uh, so many routines already where, you know, I always walked in and I always had the first bed going uh, like closer to the washroom and Patty always get the window bed. And then, uh, you know, like uh, before the game, the nap, Patty would have in charge of the remote because he was always watching some uh, soap opera on TV. And, uh, <laughs> young and, and wrestlers? <laughs> yeah, young and wrestlers. <laughs> but you, you know what? I got so used to it where like I was just watching it without even paying attention and kind of puts me in sleep and I and I was out so we always had those routines you know we always uh, you know never went to bed later than 11 30 always kind of be on schedule you know and uh, you know just um, 
on and off the ice, having fun, being together, being professional, and uh, you know, it was just fun. It, did it helped having a fellow countryman as as a roommate? You know, fellow Czech guy, you could talk the same language. You were both young, or is it more important that you were both young? No, no, yes, but we were both young and we were both uh, driven to be good in this league and, you know, we were on the right path and, you know, I remember Patty was always would come up and he would come up with a conversation about some new products, about recovery drinks and how to, you know, like about way of training in the summer, what to do, what to not to do. He was always so much driven. I would listen to him, you know, I... You know, there was always some conversation even about what's going on with the hockey in Czech, with the national team. You know, I had my contacts in my hometown. He had his contacts in his hometown. So we always talk about hockey in general, what's going on there, here. And so that was fun. I uh, uh, Then they made a rule in NHL after 400 games, I believe, is that you get your own room played. So when I got to Anaheim, I got my own room and I'm sitting there like a last puppy. I, I don't know who to talk to, what to do. <laughs> <laughs> so sometimes, you know, uh, it, the grass is not greener when things change. It's exactly. not so bad to have somebody to talk to. In 99, 1998-1999 season, you were the team's leading scorer. Yes. You come that off season, but there's not success in the playoffs, and there hadn't been for a few years. So, what's the off season like for you as you get ready for 99-2000? Well, for me, the off season was that uh, uh, I always, after the season done, I would go to Florida for a couple of weeks just to relax, and I would fly to check. And I always had three weeks off after the season, and they would start training. It didn't matter what time we end. And uh, that time I would trade, I believe, with Pavel Trinka. He played a little bit in NHL too. He's from my hometown, so we would always train together in uh, the Czech Republic during the summer. And we had at that time uh, Miroslav Přerost, who was the youth phonic Czech coach a couple of years ago. He's playing, he's working for the uh, Czech hockey, and he would train us that summer. So. Uh, you know, it was uh, being that young, not knowing exactly what to do with your body, not having the experience like the older guys did. It was a good to have a experienced guy, coach, to basically guide us throughout the summer. When I got older to like 27, 28, I would, because I got kind of really was become my hobby about working out, I would really get into room and ask few people around and kind of build my summer routine myself with the help of with the help of a couple of trainers, but that being young at that time, it was great to have someone experienced who could uh, lead us and get us in a great shape for the following season. Did you get a sense, though, going into that season that that year was going to be very important for a lot of reasons because the team had had regular season success but not a lot of playoff success, and there were a lot of core members of that team that had done so wonderfully well but had not gotten to that ultimate Stanley Cup, that second one again. Did, did you sense anything, pressure, difference about the year? Well, it's, uh, you know, if you know Lou, that he always looked for the ultimate goal. And we were so great even that year before in the regular season, but didn't happen in the playoffs. And, you know, I don't want to kind of be like I knew it, but like something good had to happen, how good we played in the regular season and with the personal we had, with the leadership we had and the goaltending, the leadership, the young group, you know, the experience and uh, and Lou being behind the whole operation. And not that I knew it, it's going to be the year, but, you know, I felt in near future something really good is going to happen. 
we, we talked to Scott in a previous episode uh, about Claude Lemieux being acquired. Was that one of the uh, another moment for you that you said, say, something good's going to happen when he got traded for? Yes, yes, yes. Uh, you know, Claude uh, got in there, and I wasn't there in 94, 95, but, you know, I got there the year after, but I heard all of the stories, and, you know, I watched the highlights of Pepe scoring all those big goals, and I heard... You know, I come to the locker room one day, hey, Pepe's coming, Pepe's coming, he's tough on the young guys. You know, you guys uh, he said that, and I'm like, oh my God, who is this guy? And, uh, <laughs> but, uh, but you know what? Pepe was respectful to the young kids. He was a leader. He was a leading by preparing every day for practices, for games, working out, getting ready, you know, showing up for the big moments. And he wasn't the guy who would come in and be a nasty to the young guys. No, he's... Uh, Basically, his uh, presence in the locker room, presence on the ice, got everyone going, and that was Pepe. What kind of a lesson did you have to impart on some of the younger guys, not, not just on the ice but off the ice uh, as the captain of this team? <clears throat> I, I just, you know, being ready to play, come to play every night, and, and that's what we expected from each other, and we held each other accountable, and I, I expected that from the young guys, and uh, just to follow and, and come and work hard. I think uh, <clears throat> that was our identity. We were a hard-working team. Yes, we had talent and skill, but if you don't work hard and come to play and be prepared every night, that skill doesn't matter. So that's what I tried to, <clears throat> you know, let that these young guys know about and uh, I didn't have a lot to say a lot of times but I think I tried to lead by example and I was fortunate to have great players like Peter and Patrick and all the other players to follow and and do as, as I do which is what you want as a leader and like I said I was very fortunate with uh, you know being the leader of, of this hockey club in 2000 very special if I may add Scotty for me personally I had so much respect for you that I remember it was like that year particular you were going so peacefully on turnpike to the practice you always been nice and slow around 60 and i had so much respect for you i i wouldn't pass you <laughs> <laughs> i swear oh, to you i got oh, stuck behind that you. had to be painful because <laughs> I, I have go, a slow driver i go scotty please please pick it up <laughs> I was, i'm not scared but my uh, respect to you i wouldn't pass you going to the practice oh, that is funny you would have liked to have gone what about 75 80 maybe well, kind of the dano style so faster <laughs> <laughs> the Dano style. That meant you probably had a newspaper on the steering wheel, a coffee, and maybe steering with your with your legs. Very, very well. That is the ultimate respect. I am not going to pass my captain. Oh, that had to be painful for I, you. I wouldn't pass. That's him. funny. I swear to you, and he I liked the fancy honest. speedy cars, and, and he I loves speed. Yeah, that's funny. And we we driving a truck. Oh yeah, for yeah. sure. Diesel. For sure. Yeah, diesel. Yeah, diesel. Big oh, pickup yeah. truck. And yes. what were you driving? I was probably in some kind of sports car at that time. <laughs> there you go. It was always changing. Hold, holding her back, holding her back a little bit. Um, you said that you were quiet. You didn't say much. But there had to be times when you stood up and, and, and said. Are there moments that you remember, Peter, you, there are moments that you remember him standing up and saying, okay, uh, he always means what he says, but this is something special. You know, oh, so, no, for me, I, I think, you know, I hated to lose. So uh, we tried to prevent losing streaks, and I think I got my message across more in practice, and I don't know maybe Peter would Do you feel you know, his understand. Practice in practice, in if I was angry, I, 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 would pro- I, would, I would hit people like I would hit the opponent just to make sure guys realize that, you know what, 
it's not good enough what we're doing. We've got to be better. And there were other guys that would do the same. Bobby Halik was the same thing. We'd, we'd have skirmishes. We'd have arguments. We'd have fights. But we practiced like we play. And I think that's why we were such a good hockey club. And, you know, if you just you got to keep your head up. Guys would, guys would, would run people. And you don't see that in today's game, no, but that's how we practiced. And I think it's so important. It's hard in this day and age, but we practiced like we played. So we we're always prepared to play our best. You said you had a few stories. Uh, no, I just, on serious note, it's uh, Scotty's expression after the game when we lost said it all. He didn't have to stand up and say something. We all knew. When Scotty was not happy, we knew there is something wrong. And uh, that was all said. And we knew we have to come the next morning, be on time, be ready, have a great practice, just like Scotty said. Keep your head up because Scotty is going to make sure you are ready to practice. And, you know, uh, that's uh, really what really Scotty, just the way his expression was after the last game, everything said. Set the tone, no question everything. about it. When the A-line first got put together, did you think you had something special? I think... Uh, I think uh, when first I got uh, to play with Perry in 96, when we got center minors, I got sent from Luther minors from Tampa Bay straight. I remember it to this day. Um, I got to play with Perry in the minors uh, for 40, I think 40 games. And that's the first time when we really played together and we knew it something special. We all in those 40 games had, I don't know how many points and goals and, and we really relate to each other. And then we got called up. Uh, and we started to play the following year. No, we got then we got called up for the playoffs that year, but I think we lost in the second round. And then we got, uh, you know, then we made a team in 1997 and we started playing together. You know, we knew there is really something special going on. And uh, obviously Jason getting traded and getting stuck with that big body in the middle of that big shot and being the right hand each other because both of me and Perry were lefties. And, uh, you know, it's uh, it really made special and just like I said before I don't know if I said it here or downstairs on uh, um, for the MSG you know it's we were driven all three of us were younger we were driven to be the best we had great support from both Scotty's Brian Rafalski being behind us they always made that first pass to us they always kind of create that offense being there always you know keeping the pucks in those little things when you don't really see on TV you know we didn't need to have a take the puck behind and then go field to field and give us the back tap tapping but being, being behind us making the first tape to tape come in and join us we find them coming in late and scoring goals get us those assists and all that stuff you know it really it was just like i say it was so much fun so much fun when you can dominate another team offensively like your line could like you, you went out knowing there was a good chance you were going to have an impact on the game it wasn't going to happen every game what's that like for a player it's a great feeling. It's a, it's a, I, Silly I'm question. not going to lie to you. I'm not going to lie to you. It's a great feeling. It's a great feeling. But uh, just like I, if I can just go back to it, it takes the five-man unit. It's not just the line. You know, oh, of course, in the offensive zone behind the goal line, you know, the high slot, we were there. But having those great defensemen behind us, that's a huge difference. And, uh, you know, feeling was great. Uh, you know, those three seasons when we all had point a game, it's so much fun. You know you go into the games, you're going to score, you're going to have chances. You're going to have, a, you know, every time you are a player who 
coach doesn't even have to call the first power play unit and you just jump over the board. You know you're doing something good and you know you're playing well. And I had it for a few years, for a lot of years, you know, when I knew I'm going to be out there. And and that's those those kind of stuff. That's the reward for the summer workouts, for being hurt with sprained ankle and you still play for all that behind the scenes stuff that people don't know about. And for me, just having that feeling and you know it's not like it's given to you you have to be yourself every single night but you know for me that challenge you know to be the guy on that first power play you are the guy who has to get those 15 power play goals a year you are the guy who needs to get that one timer through you are the guy who has to score those 30 goals a year i think that feeling and being challenged like that that's what i played for it was great isn't that what a player wants Absolutely. It's you just come to the rink and when you're going that well, it just seems to be on autopilot and you're not thinking and it's just happening. The confidence is there and and that line gave us confidence. Let's be realistic. For the most part, the Devils are known as a defensive team, didn't score a lot of goals. To, to have that A line with uh, Peter, uh, Jason and, and Patrick was special. It gave our, cl our club a lot of confidence that we could win hockey games because we knew we could defend. We were always a great defending team. Now we got one of the best lines in the National Hockey League that can score goals and put points up every night we had to feel good about that as a group and 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 they won a lot of hockey games for us just by uh, scoring the big goal when we needed that goal to win the game peter does that bother you that people look at the devils team solely as being defensive oriented and yet in your time with the club they were at or near the top many times in goals scored in the league uh you know what i well, the first year when I got here in 95, 96, yes, I felt like that. There was such a defense. I never played a trap before. I had to learn. I got healthy scratch probably 15 times because Jacques Lemaire was, what do you do? And he was screaming at me because I had no clue about trap. But, uh, <laughs> but, uh, one, two, two. One, two, two. One, two, two. And I'm like, what is this? Fuck me out here. You know, but, uh, it's, uh, you know, we honestly, after that first year, we really, and I, there was a one minute from 97, 98 season, I don't care what people say, we were offensive, pretty to watch team. Scotty? Mm -hmm. Yes, we were. We had great offensive players. We had those hits. We had the, Scotty would hit two big hits a game and still had a point a game. You know, like stuff like that. So we had the offense, we had the toughness, we had the Bobby Holig, you know. Randy people, McKay. Randy McKay. Oh my God, these guys, what a pleasure. The warriors, yeah. These guys were the warriors. These guys were the warriors, you know. They don't talk about, I, I know maybe the A-line get more coverage than Bobby Holik and Randy McKay, but they deserve as much time as us on TVs and being the cover because the work, the hits, the, uh, the pounding they took for the team is just priceless and uh, you know from 97 on I think we were like a great team no yes we did play defense of course we did too but you know we could score goals we had toughness we had fights we had hits we had everything the full package no question about it so I want to go forward now to the uh, Stanley Cup final the, the entire playoff run though people will talk forever about the fact that you were knocked out in yeah. game six and then when the celebration goes on, Patrick wears your sweater, and Larry Robinson, when yeah. he accepts the Stanley Cup, drapes your sweater over his shoulders. But beyond that, and we'll get to that, but what, what was that playoff, that entire run, Florida, Toronto, Philadelphia, about for you? It was, uh, it was really my first long run. You know, like I said before, I had six of those, which is unbelievable. 
and uh, you know there is so many great memories throughout the whole run. Um, I remember, you know, I remember a few of those goals I scored. I remember a few of those plays. I remember. What, what in I, particular stand out? Can you share a couple of the ones that you remember? Well, I was gonna get to it. Like from the hockey side of it, like I said, I remember like you know bits and pieces, this and that. We, I scored that goal in Toronto and Cujo, that slapper from the blue line. Then we made a beautiful play when Arnie Perry, this and that. Like I remember those things, but what really sticking out for me really like from here to here it's Larry Robinson's speech after the game four that's for me and obviously uh, Scotty's hit too but the top moment for me was the Larry Robinson speech after the game four in the third round why because Larry was always the calm teacher kind of coach and I would never know he has it in him till he walk in the locker room and he absolutely snapped for 20 minutes. And basically in the few words, the message was, this team is way too good to be losing 3-1 to that team. You guys have a chance of your lifetime to do something special. Don't think about what you can win. Think about the next game. We're gonna go and win that next game. After that, we worry about the next game and let's see where it's gonna take us. And for me, that was the turning point. What was it like when Larry left the room and it was just you guys? You've, you've absorbed the message. What was it like? I, I think we, we felt we let our coach down. You know, he, he, he was a guy that never liked to get mad. He was always a go-between guy when he was assistant coach. And he just let his emotions flow. He was mad, but he, like, uh, like Marty said, he wasn't yelling at people. He was just disappointed as, as a group that we weren't giving ourselves a chance to win the way we were playing. And he had trouble watching that because we've put so much into uh, our season to let it go and play the way we were playing, which wasn't the right way to play against the Philadelphia Flyers. I don't think anything else had to be said in that dress room. I think we all were like, you know what, he's 100% right. We, we can't argue with him. You know, we got to get back to our game and play the way we know how to play to get back in this series and to win this series. Yeah, definitely, 100%. So you absorb his words, you win the next three games, and it's on to Dallas. Unfortunately for you, you are in the hospital when the championship is won with the pass out of the corner by your good friend, uh, Patrick Elias to Jason Arnett. Do you remember much about that? Has some memories come back, or do you have to watch on YouTube to, to kind of recall some of the things that happened? Mary, do you know my son is not allowed to ask me that question I'm in my sorry. house again? <laughs> <laughs> you know, Daddy, you have like 7,000 hits on the, you know, uh, views on that hit. I go, yeah, great. Thank you, son. <laughs> <laughs> sorry uh, to do that. No, 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 no. no, no. You know what? It's, uh, it's a part of the game. And, uh, you know, I had actually great memories of that, too. And uh, I remember uh, Bill, Bill Murray, the trainer, was telling me I was talking to him even on the ice, which I don't remember. I remember kind of waking up on the way to hospital. Then I got to the hospital. I got a beautiful room. I got a TV like really high up there. I could watch the game. So I was watching the game probably s like mid-second period because I got hit in first period as well. So I'm watching the game, you know, the nurses are running in, you got concussion, you can do this, like I'm jumping on the bed, I'm like, we have a chance, oh no, you know, using some language, they walking, it was going on. And, you know, obviously, you know, when, um, you know, when Arnie scored the winning goal, 
you know, like such a mixed emotions for me. I start crying, you know, from happiness, from sadness, not being there, then back to happiness. And I go, oh my God, you just want a Stanley Cup. Like, oh my God. And you know, like uh, I didn't have my cell phone on me or, or like phone to call somebody. I was just there and I go like, like where is somebody, you know, like what am I doing? And then very shortly, like I cannot believe how quick you guys do it, Scotty, but very shortly after I, stop watching the celebration on the ice the door was open and uh, i think it was you scotty dano lou larry and patty i believe uh, you guys showed up with the cup in my room and you guys took me and took me back to the hotel to have the uh, celebration with the boys had to be a very special moment well special moment. yeah well, that's you know peter is very important everybody's very important in that club like right from the guys on the fourth line to the a line and peter's a big part and to see him get knocked out early you, you know you you think to yourself you know that's a big guy out of our lineup can we get this done without him so we just pulled together and played hard for peter to give him the chance to, to win his first Stanley cup and it, it all worked out well but that's the type of group we were and everybody was included and uh, we made sure we took care of each other and uh, peter was a big part so why not uh, bring the cup to him he couldn't come and do it so uh, a very special moment you were able to eventually celebrate though i'm sure and have a good time with your mates Yes, of course. Yes, of course. Uh, uh, we had a great time. We had a great time. And, uh, you know, when I look back, I, you know, you win the first cup. I was 23 years old. I was thinking, oh, my God, this is going to be happening all the time. I'm loving this. You know, what a life. You know, I'm going to take the cup to the check. I'm going to show it to my family. And we're going to go party and this and that. So I really enjoyed the time with the cup. And, uh, and I know, right now 20 years uh, from winning the cup you know like you really and even like after i retired in 2012 then you kind of look back and then you go oh my god that was actually really special i i didn't really think that way when i won the cup how special it is but like now when i look back and obviously my son playing hockey and being so proud you know and he goes daddy like you you want two cups like you were actually good. Like he goes to me, you were actually good. <laughs> and, and I go, yeah, yeah, you know, Nikki, I was pretty good, yeah. <laughs> so you know what? And it kind of brings you that memory. And I really appreciate that, you know, that whole run and winning the standing club with the Devils in 2000. It was really the top hockey moment for me. Well, I think I speak for all Devils fans that we appreciate what you and Scott have done for this franchise uh, you'll go down in history uh, champions forever and thank you for giving us a few minutes today peter secor and scott stevens thank you thank you it has been a blast i know you've enjoyed our trip down memory lane thanks very much for tuning in uh, thanks for your company and we'll see you soon bye-bye